Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We recognize that all across this room and even people in their homes who are watching on the live stream today, that there are people who have things that are that feel dead or dying. And so uh, sometimes we, we hold on to those things because uh, we want to make sure that everybody knows just how sick they are. And the uh, reality is we, just, we need to let those things go. We need to turn it loose and let you have it and believe that you can bring it out of the grave. And so, Lord, right now, all the things that are dead, all the things that are dying, all the things that are not going the way we want them to go. We, we just release that to you. And Lord, we acknowledge today that it, it, it may be too late for things to be the way we want them to be, but it's, it's not too late for things to be the way you intended for them to be. And so we want to let go of our expectations and put our faith and our trust in your desires, your will, your way for our lives. And so we say yes to you today. We're not asking you to say yes to us. We're saying yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. ask you to remain standing for a moment. We're going to pray our offertory prayer. I think this is from uh, St. Thomas today. I lived a long time ago. It goes like this. Pray with me. Grant me, O Lord my God, a mind to know you, a heart to seek you, wisdom to find you, conduct pleasing to you, faithful perseverance in waiting for you, and a hope of finally embracing you. Amen. Amen. That's a pretty good prayer right there. You might, uh, you might want to pray that on a regular basis. Uh, there are several ways to give. Uh, you can text to give. You can download the Riverstone app. Uh, you can actually mail checks to our post office box, or you can drop, drop things in the, in the basket on your way out today. All right? You can sit. So, uh, we, we sang a lot of songs today about uh, things coming out of the grave, uh, things being resurrected, and uh, you know, the season that we've been in, it's, just, it's been a hard, hard time for a lot of people. And uh, some of you have been sick, uh, some of you have been sick a lot, and uh, some of you were, were starting to see uh, you coming back in, and, and uh, it's good to see you, it's good to see uh, some of you, like the Richardsons here, haven't, haven't seen them since this all started. And uh, we've been praying for them a lot. Uh, they've been battling this thing. And uh, I talked to uh, Debbie this week, and she said, we're coming to church. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to read this morning from Ezekiel 37. Uh, we'll throw that up there. I'm just going to read, I think, uh, the first 14 verses around there, 
Um, it's a very it's a familiar story. This um, Ezekiel, let me give you just a little bit of background. Ezekiel was born uh, shortly after King Josiah uh, came into his reign. And uh, King Josiah was one of uh, the better kings, and uh, he really he brought reform to Judah. And uh, during his time, the book of the law was rediscovered, and, and worship was reestablished, and, and things, things were going well. Uh, when he had been king for 31 years, in, in his 31st year as king, uh, he was killed in battle. And his son uh, became king, and his son, uh, his name was Jehoiakim. And I, I don't necessarily rec- recommend that as a name if you, if you are expecting not because it's a bad name, but because he was a bad person. Uh, Jeho- Jehoiakim was not a good king. He, he takes over for Josiah, and uh, he's just evil. He, he's ruthless, and he basically undoes everything that his father did. All of the positive things that, that his father did as king, he undoes uh, in a relatively sh- uh, short amount of time. He doesn't like the prophets at all. Uh, he hates the prophets, and, and he deals harshly with them, and he actually has Uriah, who was a prophet during that time, beheaded, and he uh, puts Jeremiah uh, into prison. And so he's just very much against uh, the prophets. Uh, Je- Jehoiakim put himself uh, under uh, the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. This was during the time, if you were with us in our study of Daniel, this was during that time. And, and so when Nebuchadnezzar uh, laid siege on uh, Jerusalem, Jehoiakim thought it would be a good thing just to submit to him and, and maybe try to get some favor from him. And so he, he puts himself under Nebuchadnezzar and he gives hostages to Nebuchadnezzar from the royal family and from the court and all the people who have been leaders in his government. He gives them to Nebuchadnezzar and says, you know, here, take my people, but spare me. That's basically was, was his conduct. And in that group of hostages was Daniel. Now, uh, at this time, uh, there were about 3,000 uh, upper-class men of Judah who were deported to Babylon, and in that group was Ezekiel, uh, the prophet, who we'll be looking at today. And uh, um, while in exile, the Lord speaks to Ezekiel a series of, of visions, and uh, we're going to look at one of those, Ezekiel 37, it's one of the most familiar of those visions to us, uh, the Valley of Dry Bones. And, and it goes like this. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, 
And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, These bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you will be my people. You will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Now let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us uh, today. Lord, we we believe that you have a word that you want to say to us. And so we we pray, give us ears to hear. Give us ears to hear what you have to say uh, to your church and to your people today. We need to hear from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So in this vision, Ezekiel, he's taken into this valley of dry bones. And, you know, you need to keep in mind, these are not dead bodies. They're not dead bodies. They're not even skeletons. They are scattered, disjointed, disconnected, dried up, bleached out bones. I mean, it's not like there's a skeleton laying there where you can see, you know, what goes with what. These are bones, just, just random bones scattered in this desert, and they have no life in them. There is no sign of life. And the Lord asks Ezekiel, he said, can these bones live? Now, Ezekiel, he, he's a pretty smart guy, and he, he doesn't try to answer the question. He says, only you know. It reminds me of Peter. Peter did the same thing when Jesus said, do you love me? Peter's like, you know, first he tries to say yes, and then the third time Jesus asked him, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you, you know. John says the same thing in Revelation when he's asked the question, you know, what about these men in white robes? And John says, uh, sir, you alone know. You alone know. Ezekiel doesn't say yes. When, when the Lord says, can these bones live, he doesn't say yes and he doesn't say no. Uh, he says, you alone know. He, Ezekiel knows that God can raise the dead. He knows that. Any, any good Hebrew at this time in history would know that. Uh, he certainly knows the story of Elijah, Elijah raising the widow's son. He knows the story of Elisha, who raised the son of the Shunammite woman. 
Every good Hebrew during this time believed in God's power and ability to raise the dead. But th- this is different. This is different. Th- this is, there's not a de- dead person laying there in the valley. It's just a bunch of bones. There are no corpses that have been dead for a few minutes or, or, or even for a few days. If you read through the Gospels, we see Jesus raises at least, from what we know, three people from the dead. One of them had been dead just for a short time. One of them had been dead long enough for the funeral to be arranged, which is usually about 24 hours. And one of them, we know, the Lazarus, famous Lazarus, was dead and in the grave for four days. But in every situation, you're talking about bodies. You're talking about corpses, right? That's not what this is. This is different. These are just bones. They're scattered and bleached out in this valley, and there is no sign of life in them. We tend to think, you know, God can raise things. You know, he can turn a situation that maybe is just almost gone. He can turn a situation that's almost gone. He can, or, or he can turn a situation that's only been gone for a few minutes. Or maybe he could turn a situation that's been gone for a day or two. That's not what this is. It's completely, completely gone. There is no sign of life and no bone connected to another bone. So I, I just wonder, what have you given up on? You know, where, where are you today? You know, what are the things in your life that feel like they're just lost? What are the things in your life that just feel like, well, that, you know, that one's just beyond reach. It's dead. Maybe, maybe it's health issues. You've just struggled and struggled and struggled, and, and there's, you can't get better. And, and you feel yourself giving up. Maybe it's relationships, friendships. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a marriage today. Maybe there's somebody here in this room today who's saying, you know what? There was a day when I had hope for my marriage, but, but now I just see dry bones. Could be children. Some of you have children who've lost their way. A lot of people during this season, uh, through these last few months, have run into financial issues. And maybe, maybe you just feel like, you know what, Tom? My finances right now look like a valley of dry bones. Right now, my finances are just, it's the worst ever. And I, I just don't see a way out. Could be that uh, this season that we're going through has put you in a spiritual desert, you know? I mean, uh, I was talking to a guy this morning who is here today, and uh, I think it's the first time he's ever been here. He said, man, I just need, I just need to be around some people. I just need to be around some people. And, and some of you, because you felt so isolated and so alone, and, and this, I don't know, it just seems like, you know, this thing doesn't change. And, and you keep waiting for it to get better. We keep waiting for normal to come back, you know, and, and it's not coming. It doesn't, you know, it seems like, wow, what, what's going on here? How long is this going to last? How long will it be before I can see someone and, you know, and, and hug them without wondering whether it's okay or not.
maybe all of that has put you into a, a spiritual desert. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I've, I've had more than one conversation with people who have said, you know what, I've just gotten really comfortable doing nothing. I've just gotten really comfortable sitting on the couch. I, I've just gotten really comfortable just sitting around waiting for something different to happen. And so many of us are, are, have just drifted into a place of spiritual desert, uh, dry bones, spiritually. Uh, and Ezekiel is looking at death, and the Lord says, ask him, you know, can it live? Ezekiel is looking at your situation, he's looking at my situation, he's looking at all of our situations, he's looking at the worst thing, the very worst thing in your life right now. Ezekiel's looking at that, and the Lord is saying to him, can it live? Can it live? And Ezekiel says, you are sovereign, and only you know. You're the only one who knows. Then Ezekiel's given two instructions. He's given two things to do. He's told to prophesy to the bones, and he's told to prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the bones, prophesy to the breath. And Ezekiel does that, and I want us to notice today that there are three things that happen in this story. There are three things that happen that we need to, we need to notice. We can't miss this. We need to acknowledge this. We need to embrace the three things that happen in this story. And the first is the king is acknowledged. The king is acknowledged. Ezekiel says, you alone know. Sometimes we get into trouble y'all, because we think we know stuff that we don't know. It's the truth. Sometimes we get into trouble because we think we know things that we don't know. And, and the truth is, hear me clearly, you don't have to know everything. I don't have to know everything. You know what we need to know? We need to know the one who knows everything. That's what we need. You don't have to know everything, and I don't have to know everything. And sometimes we get stuck because we think we know stuff or because we think we don't know stuff and we can't figure out what we need to know and what we don't need to know and what's the difference. And we just get stuck. And what Ezekiel knew and what we need to know is that it's not important that I know everything. What is important, what is essential, is that I know the one who knows. So for some of us, the place that we need to get to and the place that where we're standing right now is we just need to decide that he is our, our king. Now, understand me when I say this. I'm not saying we need to decide if he is the king. He's the king. He is the king. Not going to be a vote. Praise God, there's not going to be a debate. <laughs> he is the king, okay? He, it's already decided. He, he is the king, but, but we do have to make a choice about, is he my king? Is he my king? Do I trust him? And can I stop placing conditions on my allegiance? 
Can, can we stop saying things like, well, if God, if you do this, then I'll, I'll never question again. If, you, if you'll just come through this time, I'll be your guy. I got lost one time, and uh, well, okay, I I probably should. <laughs> I've been lost so many times. <laughs> my wife, my wife knows. I have absolutely no sense of direction. Uh, but one time, I, I went hunting by myself in Texas uh, on some property, a ranch that that was in my wife's family for a really long time. It, it was a big, vast area, and I went out in, hunting by myself and and. And it started to get dark, and I realized that I was, I was lost. I didn't, I didn't know how to get out of the woods. And I, thought, I decided I would climb up in a tree and try to see my way out. And I climbed up as high as I could in this tree. And uh, I'm looking around, and I can't, all I can see in every direction are more trees. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, boy, it's getting dark. I am so lost. I don't know how to get out. I don't know which way is out. And just about the time I was thinking that, the, the limb that I was standing on broke. And I started falling. And I was, I was pretty high in this tree. And I started falling. And as, as I fell, my, my feet got tangled up in some vines. And it just flipped me upside down. And now I'm hanging upside down from this tree. And I, as I'm hanging there, I said, Lord, if you get me out of here, I will be your guy. I, will, I started naming the things that I would do for him. And, and right about that time, I opened my eyes to see that I was about this far from the ground, and I could actually release myself from the vines, and, and, uh, and, and then I heard a car pass, and I knew which direction was home, and I, and I followed it. And so God got me out of that, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't die in, in the woods in Texas. Uh, but, but here's the thing. We're all tempted to give God conditions. You know, if you do this... I will do this. And what God is, is asking is, will you trust me enough to just say yes? Will you trust me enough to just surrender and say yes? When you don't understand, when you get disappointed, when things don't go your way, he alone knows. He alone knows why. He is good. He is holy. He is for us. He can be trusted. No conditions. No conditions. Second thing, so the first thing is he, he acknowledges who the king is. He says, you alone are in charge. You're the only one who knows. You are sovereign. The king is acknowledged. The second thing that, that happens is a word is believed. A word is believed. This is the instruction that Ezekiel is given for the bones. Hear the word of the Lord. The spirit tells Ezekiel to speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. Now, there are some here today 
who really need to hear a word. You, you need to hear a word from the Lord today. And, and you know that. that. That's not a surprise. We, we come, so often we come to church. And, and we come, you know, maybe, maybe it started Tuesday or Wednesday or Saturday night. Maybe it just started Sunday morning. But so many times we come through those doors and we come into this room and, and we, we sit down and wait for worship to happen because we just know that we need to hear a word from the Lord. And there are a lot of people in this room today who you came with that. You came in that posture today. You need to hear from the Lord. There's something going on in your life, and you just need to hear from the Lord. And, and that's, I, I get that. Well, I live there. But, but I want to tell you something else. And, and many of you are so good about thinking this way, but I want to encourage more of us to think this way. Many of us need to hear a word from the Lord. Many of us need to give a word from the Lord. There are people in this room who are waiting on a word from the Lord that God has given to you. And if you don't give it, they might not hear it. And, and honestly, I'm not sure which is more difficult, speaking to a valley of dry bones or talking to a person. You know, sometimes we'd rather give a word from the Lord to, a, you know, a, a pile of bones than give a word to a person. You know, we, we're so bent up on rejection and what if they don't hear it? What if they reject it? What if they don't believe it? You know, what if they say something mean to me? None of that matters. What matters is, will we be obedient to say the things that God puts in our heart to say? God, God is giving you a lifeline for somebody else. And you can't let fear keep you from giving that. A word from the Lord. I don't know. I, I, I can tell you this. If Ezekiel doesn't speak what the Spirit tells him to speak, the bones don't rattle. That, that's what I know. If Ezekiel doesn't speak what the Spirit tells him to speak, the bones don't rattle. But, but the word of the Lord says he spoke what the Spirit told him to speak, and there was a rattling in the bones. Don't, don't you want to hear the bones rattle? Don't, don't you want to hear the bones rattle? Man, I love hearing the bones rattle. I, I know a woman who uh, was at the point, uh, just really at the, at the end uh, of, of a marriage that God had great things in mind for. And, and she was ready to, to end it, and, and he, truth be told, he was ready to end it. And a, and a friend said to her, I just heard a sermon about the valley of dry bones and how God can breathe life into things that are dead. And I think it has to do with you. I think it has to do with your marriage. 
That was about 35 years ago, maybe a little more. And that couple is thriving today, more in love than ever today because somebody gave a word. And when they gave the word, the bones rattled. The bones rattled. If Ezekiel doesn't speak what the Spirit tells him to speak, the bones don't rattle. And we need to stop saying, there is he, send him. (laughs) And start saying, here am I, send me. Third thing that happens is that a miracle is received. Uh, Ezekiel says, as I was prophesying, the bones began to rattle and come together with tendons and flesh and were covered with skin. And then the Lord said, speak to the breath. Speak to the breath. And they came to life and stood on their feet. Verse 11 says, these bones are the people of Israel. These bones are are the people of Israel, and they are saying our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, we are cut off. Is there anybody in the sound of my voice in this room or on the, the live stream, is there anyone in the sound of my voice, who has come close to these words in the last six months or the last six years even. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. There are people here today who feel dried up, who feel hopeless, and who feel cut off. What are you going to believe? What, what will we believe? Will we believe what we see? What we, will we believe what we feel? Or will we believe what he says? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? There's no hope. God has forgotten me. Things will never change. Or hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. And and to those of you who have a word today, who have a word uh, for the church or who have a word for a friend or have a word for a stranger, will you keep it? Or will you speak to the wind? Will you speak to the breath? Will you speak to the breath? we don't speak, if we don't speak the word of the Lord, the bones won't rattle. If we don't speak to the breath, they won't stand up and walk. And every hurt in this room can be healed. Like I said earlier, (laughs) it may be too late for what I want, but it's not too late for what God wants. And I, for one, am am happy as can be that he often moves what I want out of the way so I can have what he wants.
Yeah. We're going to do that right now. Listen, this is a situation, I mean, with the school thing, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, the, the whole is, all the issues around school feels like a valley of dry bones for them. Uh, they feel like so much has been lost, and, and you know, can it be resurrected? And the answer is yes. So why don't you stand up? We're going to pray. We're going to pray for schools. We're going to pray for our, our kids and the teachers and the administrators. And then uh, there's somebody else that I talked with this morning who has family in, in Guatemala. There you are back there. Um, I want some people that are close to her just to turn and extend your hands uh, towards her. She has family in Guatemala that are in just dire straits. They need help. They need, they need the Lord to show up on their behalf. And so you could pray for her. All right. Jesus, we thank you that uh, we have teachers who are, are willing to push through hard things. We have administrators who are trying to figure things out. But Lord, so many are, are, are nervous, frightened, uneasy, and then others are just anxious and just ready for something different. Uh, Lord, we know that none of this has taken you by surprise. We know that. And so, Lord, we just, we're asking you for our children, as they go back to school, we're asking for the peace of Jesus to settle over them uh, like a warm blanket. We pray the peace of Jesus. Lord, we, we cast out fear, and we pray the peace of Jesus on our children, and we pray the peace of Jesus on our teachers. We pray the peace of Jesus on the school administrators. Lord, that they would know your presence. They would feel this. We're not alone in this. We're not alone in this. God has, has shown up. He's here. He's in the school. <laughs> He's in the school. And Lord, we just pray. We pray for life. Uh, and we pray, God, that, that uh, things that we thought were lost would be returned. Lord, more than anything, we just pray your, your heart, your will, your desires, your plans for us, Jesus. We know you have a plan for the schools. You didn't forget. You never, you've never forgotten. And you have never once failed us. Never, never have you failed us. And so we know, God, that you'll come through. We know you'll come through. So we just pray. Speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. Stand up. Stand up. Speak to the muscles. Speak to the sinews. Speak to the flesh. Come together. Speak to the muscles. Come together. Lord, make what seemed to have been lost found again. You are our hope. You are our only hope. You are not just the best hope. You are the only hope. And we say yes to you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Michael, why don't you come up here and uh, lead us into some ministry time?